Hello, my name's Rita Katoni. Welcome to Kitchen Radio. I'm here with my co-host, Beth Goodrum. Good morning, Rita. This is our very first episode of Kitchen Radio. Uh, today we've got a food-filled show and um, we'll be talking about a few different foods. Um, and I'll just hold off saying what our very special ingredient is today. I'm going to ask Beck, who works for Food for Alice, to tell us what's in season at the moment. Oh, is that uh, mentioning – that's not mentioning the special ingredient. Oh, it we've, could be part probably, of that. We probably all know that citrus is well and truly in season. Uh, this, uh, people have been harvesting for probably a month or so already, but um, there's plenty more to come, hopefully. We haven't had a lot of frosts yet, which apparently sweeten up the grapefruits. Uh, but that we have had sort of plenty of good citrus around, tangelos and mandarins and uh, various forms of lemons and uh, some blood limes we had in at uh, Food for Alice a couple of weeks back. We had a... A, a donation of a kilo of blood limes, which went fabulously. We'd love more of those if you happen to be listening, our, our donor, Kate. Yes, I did get some of those. Yeah, uh, but certainly all the leafy greens or a lot of the leafy greens are just absolutely booming at the moment. People's gardens are going really well. So spinach and kale, various forms of kale, lettuce, uh, all cranking along and enjoying this gorgeous uh, warm winter we're having here in Central Australia. Great. And can you tell us a little bit about Food for Alice? Every Lanes. week there's yeah. uh, what you might call what might be known by another name as a farmer's market. So here on uh, in Alice Springs on Gap Road at the Environment Centre, 90 Gap Road, uh, every Saturday morning between 9 and 11 a.m. Uh, and you can come on down there and we have local produce from the Community Garden, from Happy Farmer uh, and various other local growers who have surplus uh, produce in their own gardens. So it's a pretty fabulous, fun t- uh, event every Saturday morning. We also There's also... Um, local bread for sale from the bakery and you can buy local coffee and honey and things like that too. And dates as well. And dates when they're in when we have them, which we don't at the moment, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, and it's good to get there early. I know I can never quite get up in time. And, it it um, is. I yeah. don't have as much to choose from because I'm a sleepy head on Saturday morning. Yeah, it is a, one of the tricky things about the, the format, I guess, because it is people's surplus garden produce. I mean, Happy Farmer does an incredible job of, um, you know, providing more more commercial quantities, I guess you'd say, of different pro- of different goods. Um, but of course, most home gardeners don't do that. They've just got an extra bunch of something. So it can be quite hard trying to communicate that, I guess, to people who are coming on down and saying, oh, what have you got and what might be here next week? And it's really very hard to know. But I think if we free up our minds from worrying about that and take it all as a bonus, whatever yeah. is there is glorious. I and, know. and it's an absolute bonus to have that freshness, to have that quality. And to have that, you know that it's been picked pretty much that day, maybe the night before. Um, just take it all as a bonus. And then the challenge is how do you actually cook with whatever those ingredients that's are right. for that week? Which is part of your inspiration for this show. And that's Absolutely. that's the exciting part. So, you know, what, what is in season at the moment? And if you find some uh, desert limes or a different type of kale or whatever it might be, some broccolini, then uh, there might only be one bunch. It'll be absolutely gorgeous and you want to know, what do I do with it to make the most of it? Sure. Which brings us to today's special ingredient, which um, is no surprise. It's something that grows really well here in Alice Springs and everybody's got a lot of it on their trees. Not everybody, but a lot of people do. Yeah, if you don't, then I can, we'll give you a list of laneways. Yeah. Um, and that is lemons. Yay, the lovely lemon. Um, and just to, as a little introduction to lemon, we might have a listen to um, Jeff Meyer, who's going to tell us about um, what the different lemons are and uh, a bit of information about them. Oh, there's a variety of lemons that grow well. I mean, I, the most popular one that I sell is the Eureka lemon. That's your traditional uh, bitter lemon, uh, the one you mostly find in the shops. Um, and uh, it has the advantage of cropping three times a year. 
If you want a sweeter lemon, then you tend to go for the Meyer lemon, which can sometimes be almost bright orangey red in colour, um, and it's much sweeter. It can crop twice a year. And then your other bitter tasting lemon is uh, the Lisbon lemon, and it has the advantage of growing very quickly. It's a large tree and it's quite capable of producing a thousand lemons at any one time. So if you were after, you know, a thousand lemons, then you might grow every year, you might grow a Lisbon lemon. So, uh, but your, your Lisbon and your Eureka are your two most bitter ones that can be used for a range of different things in terms of cooking. And what about the lemonade? Lemonade, that's another one. That's a little, that's slightly sweeter. It's still tart. Um, it's a bigger fruit um, and um, it makes, you know, like if you type in lemonade citrus tree in, on the internet, you'll get scores and scores of recipes, you know, because, so yeah, it's, um, but that's the, probably the least favoured of the actual lemons. Okay, so in mm. terms of cooking? The Eureka and the Lisbon. Um, Which one's got the thicker skin, like if you wanted lots of rind? uh, Probably Lisbon, but they've both got reasonable skin. Um, Look, I mean, basically, the Lisbon and the Eureka uh, are very similar. They're, they're, um, you know, they're um, tart, you know, um, and they can be used for the same. You could use a Lisbon lemon and a Eureka lemon and you wouldn't know the difference. Um, And what's the favourite thing you like to do with lemons? Do you cook with lemons or...? Um, when you've got a lot of lemons. Well, I always use lemon and, lemon and orange. In fact, uh, I, I like to catch my own fish, which is a bit difficult living in Central Australia. I used to catch my own fish here, but they've uh, stopped your fishing in the waterholes. But um, I often go to Darwin, I catch fish and I bring it back and, and, uh, and I bake it in foil with just lemon juice, orange juice, salt and pepper, that's it. And, uh, and that makes for a beautiful, beautiful meal. What's the secret to keeping lemons if you've got a massive crop of lemons? Well, I thought I had the solution to that. One year I had a massive crop of lemons, so I juiced the lot, put them into ice block trays and froze them, and I thought I've got enough frozen lemon juice to last for a year. I think my kids demolished the whole lot in about three weeks. They were about five and six years old, and they thought they were absolutely fantastic, and they just ate a bloody lot. Frozen ice blocks, lemon ice blocks? Yes. I'll remember that one. Hey, thanks, Jeff. <laughs> so, Beck, what do you do when you've got way too many lemons? That's a good question. Uh, probably my number one favourite thing to do with too many lemons is share them because uh, there's always someone else looking for lemons uh, and it's often lemon season coincides with, coincides with cold and flu season, so they're a great thing to share around. Uh, but certainly recipe-wise, uh, I, I drink lemon juice every morning. Uh, my, my hydration schedule in the morning, we including some lemon juice, so I'm using them every day anyway in that way. Uh, and then, you know, squeezing them on my breakfast or dinner, depending on what it is. Zest, I'm a big fan of lemon zest on just about anything. Uh, what else? We, we should we talk about recipes, I guess? Well, yeah. I mean, I really like a, a good lemon delicious. Yes. And I can sort of post up that um, recipe on my Facebook page. And um, I've actually, um, I really like to celebrate the whole lemon. You know, there's not many recipes which really celebrate the whole lemon. Like I often do a, 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 a pasta dish where you can use um, tuna and lemon juice and lemon rind and garlic and parsley. Mm. And that's a really nice way of celebrating lemon. But um, there's one recipe which really does celebrate the whole lemon. 
and um, I actually baked it last night and I've got it there sitting in front of you, Beck, and it's called a shaker lemon pie, also known as an Ohio lemon pie. Oh, I say Ohio. Ohio lemon pie. So it's made with uh, a rough puff pastry and it looks a little bit like a meat pie, but I think it's much prettier. I'm just going to ask Beck to cut it in half and let me know what she can see. You want me to cut it? I can't. Cut it in half. I can't believe this gorgeous looking pastry in front of me. Now, I I can't vouch for this because I, even though I'm a very good follower of recipes, and this one, I thought the recipe said use a thick skin lemon, but actually (laughs) it said use a thin skin lemon, (laughs) such as a a Maya lemon. So I actually went and um, used all local lemons on this. And um, if you look at the inside, it's uh, full of lemon peel. Oh, my goodness. This is like a dream. Heaven. Do you want to describe that, Beck? Yeah, <laughs> other than a dream and heaven. Well, it looks like a very sort of creamy, uh, lemony filling. <laughs> There's lots of rind. Actually, I just had a taste, a little bit of taste on my finger and it's very lemony, so very tart. Uh, and it's got surrounded by this gorgeous pastry. I'm interested to to um, hook into it a little bit more yes. fully, but perhaps that's not good on radio. Oh, I think that's fine. But um, <laughs> you, you actually, the actual recipe is you actually have to freeze your lemons for at least 30 minutes and you need a mandolin. And, of course, you need to be a good user of mandolins because a lot of people are sort of like missing the tips of their fingers from using <laughs> mandolins. Oh, my but God, um, it's so lemony. Yeah, I know. So you actually <laughs> slice up four lemons so that they're really, really thin and then you put that with a lot of sugar because that seems to be the accompaniment mm, to a lot of is. lemon dishes. Yep. And you actually – that has to sit at least overnight. I s- uh, mine okay. sat for at least two days and that's to actually break down the rind and actually get out a lot of the lemon juice. Um, and then that recipe, you could just put it with four you know, beautiful local eggs and that's basically the filling um, with rough puff on the bottom and the top. Sugar, lemon and eggs. Absolutely, mm. which brings us to another um, – dish or another sugar lemon and egg sugar recipe. lemon and egg plus butter which is um lemon butter and um we've got these two beautiful warm jars of lemon butter sitting here they are just gorgeously warm like like fresh egg collected from the nest yeah they have that that lovely warmth to them <laughs> and i was able to locate the the maker of the lemon butter for the old timers fate um, and that's Sophie Shields. And Sophie Shields was making lemon butter this morning and I was really lucky to be able to go out and talk to her about her very famous lemon butter. So Sophie, in my hut for lemon butter expert, you know, quite a few people suggested you. In fact, I had a friend in Melbourne who even suggested oh, you. No, well, I just happened to be years ago. I was looking through, I'm not sure which magazine it was. I think it was a country magazine big one and there it was there right in the in the middle of it was a tiny little um recipe and so i i cut it out with a, with a razor blade and library and supreme court and, this and i blew it off and then laminated it and then when any, anybody comes in um but i've just used that so often and i know it off by heart and who do you make lemon butter for oh Usually, I do it once a year. Uh, I mainly do it for the um, old timers. I try and make about 100 jars. Of lemon butter. Of lemon. Um, what I normally do, I've measured out here, I double that recipe, which is 90 grams of, sh- of butter, uh, one and a half cups of sugar, uh, three eggs, and the juice and rind of two 
or three lemons. Just depends on the size of the lemons you have. You just and then I double it. So it's which I, I have here 180 grams of butter, which I have already measured, and I will zap this in the microwave and melt it down and then I'll measure I've got the rind here of two lemons because sometimes uh, I use two lemons or two or three the rind of two or three lemons not not all of it and then I'll just um, um, squeeze the lemon juice and then I'll measure out the the three cups of three cups of sugar Whoa. oops one And what lemons are you using there? Uh, just the lemons from outside. The, I think they're Lisbon, le Lisbon lim lemons. Uh, uh, 180 grams of butter and six eggs. And six eggs. That is of four, five, six lemons. Six lemons. On, depends yeah. on the size of the lemon. So I'll zap this in the microwave now. Do you warm your jars? Yeah, I've already warmed them up. Okay. So you've got the sugar, the lemon juice right. and rind and the eggs. Yeah. So you don't whisk the eggs first, you just whisk I this just all together. I, I oh, okay. Put it all together. Usually I just put the stick Oh, okay, like whisk. a bar mix or yeah. yeah. And then just whisk it up. But you don't want to whisk it too much, do you? With the doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Because mm. you will notice, um, when you cook it in the microwave that uh, it'll uh, the egg if you don't mix it well i think if you don't mix it properly then the eggs will sort of cook first it doesn't really matter because um as it cooks and if, if it cooks um uh, you know, it sort of thickens up or if it's not if it's doesn't thick up thicken up equally i just get the resin you know uh, three minutes first sure. and then and uh, if it needs a bit of a stir I will stir it then and, yeah. and have you ever tried to make lemon butter the other way like with a double boiler uh, uh, once only the first time I've only done it and I and when this came I think it, you know in the early days when we first got the, the microwave and uh, when I found out how um, easy it was to do and if you're making it making hundreds of jars sure. you're not going to be stirring over a double boiler no have you ever entered your lemon butter into the no, show no 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 <laughs> I didn't do that uh, I do it usually after if, if, if I have you know a lot which I usually do a lot of um, sugar and lemons left over then I, I'll make a batch of both lemon butter and then I just give it to them. I mean usually when you're on a roll like you've got because um, I've got two microwaves I'll, I'll have one going there and and the most tedious job is measuring out the butter and grating the, 
that are right here and that. There's no easy way of doing No, the not, not that one. No, no, no it isn't. Yeah. Oh, so do you use salted or unsalted butter? Butter is butter. A bit cooked on the top now? Yeah. Is that good? Yes. That's what you want it to look like? I'll just give it another zap mm -hmm. and then we'll see how we go with it. I think I can, oh, I, can, nice. I can, I can start jarring that now. So, so what, what are you looking for at this point? So I think, how do you know it's right? It's just thick. looking thick. Yeah, it looks pretty beautiful. I don't, uh, yeah. I don't analyze anything. Anymore. So that would have been kind of ten minutes, but you yeah, needed but to yeah. stir it in between. Yeah. Mm. It can be. Sometimes, um, you know, depending on, I mean, no batch is the same. Oops, I saw that go in. Oh, well. Yeah, okay. And so why are you tipping them? Because uh, then it seals it. Okay. Usually, um, uh, I just tip it over and then and let it come back with the others. Uh, I don't do this, but then. There oh. you go. Hey, you can taste can it. I, can I taste oh, it? Yeah, I'll just tip something. Oh, yummy. Um, every batch is different, yeah. depending on how much sh uh, lemons you have in it. Sometimes mm. you have a very tart one, mm. and it's still mm. very nice. Mm. And sometimes mm. you, have, uh, you have it, it's sweet. Mm. And, um, and when, when, you, when you're doing a lot, you're not, you, as long as the, you've got your six eggs, yep. your, your whatever it is, mm. and your sugar... Yeah. You're not going to be fussing about measuring. No, <laughs> but if you're making a small batch, you can then adjust it slightly. Yes. Can't you? you can say, look, I want it more lemony, or I yeah, want it yeah, of course, sweeter. of course, yeah. And it won't really matter because no. it's yeah. Well, thank you, Sophie. I'm very, you can take very that if impressed. You like. I'll just can I take one? You can have them all if you like. <laughs> no. <laughs> all right. Hey, thank you very much, Sophie, for giving up your morning and showing me how you make lemon butter. Now, Sophie makes between 50 to 100 jars of lemon butter every year for old timers. It's so incredible. It must be a significant part of their fundraiser. Thanks so much for the, uh, for the jars to sample here, Sophie. Yeah, and I've never made it that way, like in a microwave. I always do it with a, a double boiler so I can really, really control my lemon butter. Yeah, I wonder if um, you were doing 50 or 100 jars for old timers, what techniques you might start using, Rita? Yes, I think I would definitely opt for Sophie's technique. <laughs> yum, yum, yum. I have made a few of those sorts of things, Rita, but to be honest, I'm not a big recipe person. I love eating those things and I play around with them and experiment myself, but... Um, I'm more of a, you know, a mad chef, you know, whatever I have on hand. So I'll definitely squeeze lemon juice on any salad or, you know, often on dinner. I'll put it on my, um, if I have steamed greens for breakfast beside eggs, I'll have lemon juice on the side. Sure. Or you can use lemon juice instead of vinegar as in your vinaigrette for your yeah. salads as well. So absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. For me, it's one of those core ingredients I've always got to have at home, you know, yeah. along with uh, parmesan cheese, olive yeah. oil, eggs, yeah. tomato puree, pasta. Yeah garlic and always got to have lemon an italian thing possibly yeah no i'm 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 with you i don't have that i don't have that heritage but i definitely they're some of my favorite ingredients mm. the fresh herbs and uh and lemon mm. uh is yeah they can go in everything anything and everything lemon garlic olive oil salt for yeah. a standard sort of salad uh, dressing it's fantastic um yeah my mouth's watering i um i did last night i made a, a pumpkin risotto with a 
a butternut pumpkin I harvested from my garden, but I, yeah, I did some grated lemon mm. rind to stir through at the end there just to give it a bit of, you know, a little bit of flavour lift zing. Yeah, like it's like an aromatic that you can mm. add to your risotto. Yeah, delicious. When you, um, you know, like sometimes, unfortunately, there are no lemons on our trees here in Alice Springs. Yeah. And one has to sort of buy... Uh, hopefully still Australian-grown lemons. What, what do you look for if you've actually got to buy a lemon from a supermarket? I would never. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. No, uh, to be honest, I, I wouldn't say I would never, but I do have a bit of a funny thing. Like I really do try and stay quite committed to what I can get. And it's not, it's not a political thing of like, oh, no, I wouldn't, you know, um, uh, lower my standards. It's just a... I just have a bit of a – it's probably a mental health issue. It's just I think that <laughs> if it's if it's come from the supermarket like that, then it's just not good. It's not going to be tasty or well, healthy. It's or not. It's not anywhere near as good as local lemons. If I really needed a lemon, then I would I would certainly buy one. And you, I guess you just want to look for, you know, good good colour and not too squishy, as in it's sure, not been yeah. sitting around too long. But even at Food for Alice, sometimes you, you have a choice of lemons. Like different uh, people, yeah. people bring in lemons from yes. their different trees. So, you know, yeah. I'm going there as a, as a customer and I'm like, which of these lemons yeah. should I pick? Yeah. What would you... What it depends very much what you want to do with it, doesn't it? Because often I'm looking for good zest. I love, I love using the zest and maybe just a, a bit of good flavour like a... A small squeeze of lemon is all I might be wanting. But if I've if I've got a cold or I want to sort of make lemon hot lemon drinks for someone I love and nurture them, then I want a really juicy lemon that might be more of a thin-skinned, like Jeff was talking about, the Maya lemon's very juicy and thin-skinned, very easy to squeeze, uh, whereas some of the other varieties can be a sort of drier, so mm. to speak, as in, you know, you don't necessarily get cupfuls of juice out of them, but uh, absolutely delicious, strong, tart flavour. So it depends what, what you want to use it for, doesn't yeah. it? I mean, I always check the weight because that lets that sort of lets me know yes. how much of the lemon is rind and how much of it's juice. Same <sighs> thing, depending on what I want to do with it. It's so tactile I to know. do radio about food, isn't it? We, we, my, <laughs> my mouth's watering and I, I want to smell it at the same time. But and I also look for soft spots, make sure there's no soft spots oh, on my lemons, which yeah, might yeah. indicate they haven't been stored really well. Yeah, true. Yeah, and if I'm if I want to do something with the rind, I do look for blemishes. Like I know it's okay to buy blemished fruit, but if I'm actually yeah. wanting to do something with a lot of rind, I don't sort of... No, I'm going to grate around that blemish. Absolutely. Yeah. I harvested some lemons recently from my own tree, but I, the rind, the peel after I'd squeezed them was just so beautiful. I think I can't bear to waste them. So I will, as I understand it, and I've read in, I think, Stephanie, that you can freeze the, you know, the skins after you've juiced fruit. So I will freeze them as I go because they're just so perfect. And then when I'm ready, I'll thaw a batch and then preserve them in, you know, like do a glassade peel or... Yeah, ready so for Christmas not, or whatever it might be. Freezing the grated rind, you're no. actually freezing the whole lemon. Yep, yep, mm -hmm. just half the lemon. I might scrape out the, any remaining flesh or whatever, and then just freeze the. So I've got a batch. At some point, I've got a whole batch to do all together, and can a great idea. blanch them or glace them or whatever I might yeah. make but with them. One of the things that disappoints me is when I, I I do grate a whole lot of rind on a lemon. Yes, and if you don't use that lemon straight away. Yes. The whole lemon kind of goes dry and crusty, yeah. and that's the end of that lemon, yeah. really. So you've got to like, if you're going to use the rind, yeah. you've got to use it straight away. Yeah. But that's a, a good idea if it's the opposite that you actually just want the juice and not the rind, <laughs> because you're right. It's terrible to have a recipe that calls for rind, and then you've got one of those soft, yeah. skin Maya lemons, no. which have got so much juice, but where's yeah. the rind when yeah. you really need it? Yes, yeah, yeah. You're different different lemons for different purposes, but yeah. they are, you know, an incredible, uh, incredibly adaptable fruit, aren't they? Very. Yeah useful for a lot of things they are
It's just a funny thing that a story I wanted to share, Rita, because I, as I was just saying, I consider myself a, a bit of a foodie, as in I'm a food lover for sure. And um, lemon is top of the pile, and fresh herbs are absolutely top as well, and so is uh, garlic. And I only learned about gremolata in the last couple of years. And uh, I think we had this discussion recently that you yes. similarly weren't totally sure what it was. How did I never know what gremolata is? Oh. How how do we not? How are we all not using that every day in our lives and growing exactly. up? Exactly, and doesn't it just enrich your life? You it's know, you open the fridge and there's the gremolata. Total game changer. And what I love about gremolata is that you can actually make all the ingredients can actually grow in our fruits. Yes, yeah, easily. You know, like so I've got garlic in my garden at the mm. moment. I've got parsley. My lemon tree almost died over summer, but I do have a few lemons. Yeah, give me your address. I'm going to go raid your garlic. Now, do you put parmesan in your gremolata? No, I don't know. That's but I, I don't know much of it. I just only, as I said, I've only just learned about it in the last couple of years, and as a topping to a potentially a meat dish. But I, I don't see why it needs to be. You could put it on anything. Yeah. Well, I came <laughs> across it on a traditional recipe before also Buco. Yes, yeah. Um, I think that's my understanding with, of where it's you know, come from. Milan, you know, risotto milanese mm. and then you put this which are over both of them but it is really beautiful and for those listeners who don't know what gremolata is, it's basically chopped up parsley, yeah. lemon rind and garlic. Yes, very simple and no dressing, no, there's no oil, there's no nothing. I guess you could add salt but... Yeah, um, and often it can even replace parmesan so if you're a vegan and you're looking, you know, you, you're tired of the... Um, Absolutely no idea how to replace what vegans eat. <laughs> There's a, like, I worry about vegans because they can't have parmesan cheese. So <laughs> and I know there's the, the tofu stuff that you can put on it. But, um, uh, the, yeah, but gremolata would be a great replacement. Just for an absolute game cheese. changer, flavour enhancer. Just all of those incredibly good things to yeah. uh, zing your taste buds. Sure. Yeah. Um, I do have a lemon song that I'd like to play. Great. Do you have anything more to add about lemons for today? No, I think that uh, we've we've squeezed the lemon topic pretty well, haven't we? we? Absolutely have. Now, I have created a Facebook page called Kitchen Radio, so any of the recipes you've heard today, um, we'll either put links to them or I'll put those recipes on there. And I'll also put a couple of recipes for like a lemon pie, which is such an easy uh, you know dessert to make on there. Um, so don't forget to like me once I get that page up and running. So this is my only lemon song, the only lemon song that I know of, and... Beck, do you want to talk about this song as well? This is uh, the Peter, Paul and Mary song, isn't it? The Lemon Tree song, which I did, uh, yes. Yeah, which is, you know, the words are lemon tree very pretty, but the lemon flower, and the lemon flower is sweet, but the fruit of the poor lemon is impossible, impossible to eat. To eat I think yes. we've just proved that, in fact, the fruit yeah. is not impossible to eat. And, in fact, the more of the fruit you, you eat, you're not just the juice, um, it's, it's fantastic. We're not in agreement to the, with the words of the song at all, but uh, it's certainly, I think, a very beautiful song. Okay, so let's go out today for this very first um, episode of Kitchen Radio with uh, Peter, Paul and Mary singing Lemon Tree. Thanks for listening. This is 8 C 102.1 Community Radio.